ಕರಣ ಕೆರೆಯುತ್ತಿರುವೆ ಪದ್ಮ ಎದೆಗವತಿ ಹಿಡಿದು ನಡುನೆತ್ತಿ ಗೊತ್ತಿ ಕೊಂಬೆ ಆ ಪಾದ ಪದ್ಮ ಎದೆಗವತಿ ಹಿಡಿದು ನಡುನೆತ್ತಿ ಗೊತ್ತಿ ಕೊಂಬೆ ಉಸಿರಿಂದಲದನೆ ಬಲಗೊಂಬೆ ನನ್ನ ಕಣ್ಗೊಂಬೆ ಗೊತ್ತಿ ಕೊಂಬೆ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೆ ಅರುವೆ ಶರಣಾಗಿ ಬರುವೆ ಕರುಣೆಯನ್ನು ಕೋರಿ ಬರುವೆ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ತಂದ ಕಿಡಿ ಹೂಗಳನ್ನು ಶ್ರೀ ಚರಣ ಕೆರೆಯುತ್ತಿರುವೆ ಕಣ್ಣಿಂದ ನಿನ್ನ ನನ್ನನ್ನ ಸೇರಿ ಎದೆಯೊಳನ ಬೆಳಕನೆತ್ತಿ ಕಣ್ಣಿಂದ ನಿನ್ನ ನನ್ನನ್ನ ಸೇರಿ ಎದೆಯೊಳನ ಬೆಳಕನೆತ್ತಿ ತಿರುಮೂರ್ತಿ ಮಾಡು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ನಿನ್ನ ಚಿನ್ಮೋದ ಬೋಧ ಬಿತ್ತಿ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೆ ಅರುವೆ ಶರಣಾಗಿ ಬರುವೆ ಕರುಣೆಯನ್ನು ಕೋರಿ ಬರುವೆ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ತಂದ ಬಿಡಿ ಹೋಗಳನ್ನು ಶ್ರೀ ಚರಣಕ್ಕೆ ನನ್ನ ಮುಂದೆತ್ತಿ ಒತ್ತಿ ತಂದಂತ ತಂದೆ ನೀನು ಭವಭವಕ್ಕೆ ನನ್ನ ಮುಂದೆತ್ತಿ ಒತ್ತಿ ತಂದಂತ ತಂದೆ ನೀನು ಭಾವಕ್ಕೆ ಇಳಿದು ಸದ್ಭಾವ ಭರಿಸಿ ಬರುವಂತೆ ಮಾಡು ನಾನು ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೆ ಅರುವೆ ಶರಣಾಗಿ ಬರುವೆ ಕರುಣೆಯನ್ನು ಕೋರಿ ಬರುವೆ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ತಂದ ಕಿಡಿ ಹೋಗಳನ್ನು ಶ್ರೀ ಚರಣ ಅಂತರ್ಯದೊಂದು ಕೈತನ್ಯ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಕೈಂಕರಿಯ ಕರ್ತೃವಾಗಿ ಅಂತರ್ಯದೊಂದು ಕೈತನ್ಯ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಕೈಂಕರಿಯ ಕರ್ತೃವಾಗಿ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರಜ್ಞ ಬರವಿ ಚೇತ್ಯೇಶನಾಗಿ ಮಧು ಬೋಧ ಮೋದ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರಜ್ಞ ಬರವಿ ಚೇತ್ಯೇಶನಾಗಿ ಮಧು ಬೋಧ ಮೋದ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೆ ಅರುವೆ ಶರಣಾಗಿ ಬರುವೆ ಕರುಣೆಯನ್ನು ಕೋರಿ ಬರುವೆ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ತಂದ ಕಿಡಿ ಹೋಗಳನ್ನು ಶ್ರೀ ಚರಣಕ್ಕೆ
सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीरकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तुमाषावै I'm guessing by now you all are very familiar with the Shanti mantra. Try your luck to chant along with me. Om Apyayantu Mamangani Vak Pranaschakshu श्रोत्रम ब्रह्मोपनिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषद
So he said, no, don't worry about that. And then he looked around and said, what kind of business do they do? I said, I don't think they're into any business. Uh, the father works in some government thing and the mother works as a teacher and uh, they're just being hosts. There's something wrong in this house. I said, what do you mean? A vastu kind of a thing? No, no, no. Do you see that center table, that piece that is there? A small you know, paperweight kind of a thing. It had three crystals on the top of uh, a, a little, some creation, some abstract creation. Three uh, pieces were there as a crystal. I said, do you know what it is? I said, some abstract art? I said, no. Those three pieces on the top are diamonds. Do they know that it is diamond? So I called that mother and father and I asked them to sit and I said, my friend has something to tell you. And before he can tell you what he is trying to tell you, I just want to also let you know that, you know, though he is not into that business yet, but his family trades in diamonds and pearls. And then I said, please go ahead, tell what you have to tell. He said, uh, I thought that, or I assume that you are so rich that you don't mind having uh, diamond paperweights. And they were like, are you joking? Are you kidding? No, that particular piece, in fact, the lower piece is a semi-precious crystal. And the top portion, those three pieces are diamonds. And they thought he was pulling their leg. He said, no, I'm not pulling your leg. It is seriously a diamond. And they looked at me for confirmation. I said, if he's saying that, then it definitely he means it. And then we inquired, I said, where did you get that piece? Like, is it a heirloom kind of a thing that it was given generations after generations and somebody didn't pass that information that this is diamond? I said, no. Last or two years ago or three years ago, when we had gone to Singapore on a street footpath, there were these crystals being sold. And I don't know why I liked it. I just picked it up and it was like 10 or $11. The person who sold it did not know that they were diamonds. The person who bought it did not know that they were diamonds. And suddenly the moment they realized that they were not being uh, fooled around and they were really diamonds, Immediately, where did you think that whole piece got shifted to? A bank locker, <laughs> not even a safe in the house. You know, the value of it in those days itself was in quite a large amount. And when I'm saying diamonds, they're not like in you know, a small little, uh, they were this big each. Uh, value when it was told, they were like jaw dropped, shocked. Before they realized its value, it was a center table which was being used as a paperweight. And probably nobody even cared about it. It must have been thrown around, moved around. Sometimes maybe even lost under the sofa. But the moment they realize that this is not something that can be tossed around that way, it is something very precious. Immediately their attitude towards it changed. Similarly, 
and this is an incident that just happened which reminds me of the topic today is that each one of us is blessed with that kind of a diamond that which can cut through anything that which cannot be cut by almost anything isn't it diamond is also like that and such a rare equipment that has been given to us as a blessings is our internal equipment called mind many of us don't even tap into the powers of our own mind let alone tap into the powers we don't even know that it is powerful what kind of powers are we talking about if you go into the patanjali's yoga sutras there he clearly mentions that if you can train your mind staying in a place you can transcend time and space the first i thought you know transcending time and space meaning at that particular time if i can think of certain place i can you know have a vision or i can see what is happening there the bhashya on that the commentary on that describes it completely different i mean completely more intense transcend time and space in both directions past and future provided we know how to tap into it we say that you know we get tired we get uh, tossed with our own restlessness of our mind that we feel uh, loss of energy distractions that our mind is not that powerful each one of us have been gifted with that kind of mind it is just that we have to train that mind to access into its own potentiality in taitri upanishad mano brahmeti vyajanat manasadhye vakhal vimani bhutani jayante विज्ञानम ब्रह्मेति व्यजानात विज्ञानादेव खल्विमानि भूतानि जायन्ते देयर लाइक फोर फाइव मंत्रस व्हाट इज द वन ऑफ द मीनिंग्स ऑफ दैट मंत्र इफ वी कैन ट्यून आवर माइंड प्यूरीफाई आवर माइंड एंड ट्यून इट all the available knowledge that has been ever experienced known by anybody out there in the past it's all gathered as the sum of totality of knowledge that is available everything that we can search is it on the internet right mostly that you know we keep searching 
if you know the tag words, you can find it. This is something that we have designed. There can be a lot of redundancies in it. All knowledge that has ever been acquired, whether it is with regards to science, music, art, literature, languages, all of this wisdom is in the collective total wisdom, total knowledge. If this equipment is tuned, we can purify it and tune it. This mind can tune in to that totality. And whichever aspect of that totality you want to be revealed, you can access wisdom infinite. Whichever aspect of wisdom. There is a movie recently released called The Man Who Saw Infinity or Found Infinity. The Man Who Knew Infinity. It's about Ramanujam, the mathematician. When asked how could he bring about these complicated formulas in math, there is about two or three books he left behind that he scribbled while he was on his deathbed, yet to be deciphered. He would say that this is not something that I possess or that I, uh, I understand what I am scribbling, but it is not something that I can claim as mine. It is because Saraswati Devi comes in form, like in front of me, and narrates these things which I jot down. And who is Ramanujam? Not like the rishis of Ramayana or Mahabharata times. Recently. And he would narrate these things to his friends. That what I am giving is only one dimension of what she is revealing. And her promise is that there is a infinite such potentiality in that totality. And what is the key to access that totality? Our own mind. But instead of looking into that mind and fine-tuning our own mind, where do we apply such mind? Like that piece of diamond. What was it being used for? As a paperweight. Maybe they have even used it for as a door stopper. Similarly, this mind which is so powerful, so potential, what do we waste this mind on? So many unnecessary things which we are not supposed to be concerned about. Constantly gathering this trash. Like somebody came uh, for offering bhiksha. And this person said, Swamiji, do you know? I said, uh, do I need to know? These people got divorced or getting divorced. 
Is it somebody from my congregation that I can help? No, no, no. They are actor and actresses. I'm sorry to hear, but what can I do? Who is with whom? Who is not with whom? Who is wearing what? Who is not wearing what? Who is eating what? Who is not eating what? What kind of assets? What kind of not assets? Where are they investing? Why are they investing? Is it necessary? To waste this brain into unnecessary data. Instead of involving this mind into these unwanted avenues. And whose mind are we talking about? It's not like somebody who is specially blessed to have such a great mind. That God, when he has created each one of us as a human being, he has already given that capacity of mind. How are we using it? That which can be a portal to that infinite totality, we are using it to connect to some mean, unnecessary uh, trash, like a trash can. You know, somebody sneezes and uses the uh, uh, tissue paper and then, you know, that is thrown into the trash can. A peel of banana. <laughs> Unless you are a cop or a spy, do you have to go into somebody's trash? As the first time when I heard Gurudev, first, the very first time, what attracted to me his I said many of you sitting here think that I can read your minds we were talking about that topic like eight nine friends and I said whoa that's too uh, you know too close to the topic that we are talking this cannot be a coincidence said, believe me I don't have such capacity he continued and then he said even if I had, why would I be interested in your trash? That was like a smack. Why would I be interested? See, we have such a powerful instrument which can be fine-tuned and used for such sublime things that we can evolve. But instead, where are we focusing this mind on? On trivialities of the world. Trivialities are called gossip. How much portion of our time do we spend, whether it is text messages or uh, online chatting or uh, physical into gossip and unnecessary things that the mind is involved in? Each one of us can verify for themselves how much we waste. If we realize the amount of time that we have in this world and the capacity that this mind can hold, even that chalta hai attitude 
that you know once in a while it should be okay right once you realize how important it is i don't think you would ever waste it on anything that it can be considered as trivial and it is this mind which is the platform or this intellect which is the platform where that supreme reveals its true nature not the way we are pursuing it but it is definitely the platform where that supreme reveals himself into so talking about that mind this particular mantra <clears throat> which mantra are we on uh, fifth one right repeat after me yan manasa namanute yan manasa namanute ye na hur manomatam tadeva brahmatvam vidhi nedam yadidam upasate yan manasana manute yenahur manomatam now that mind which has such immense potentiality that it can be fine tuned into far more subtler than this totality that it can tune into is that which is the substratum of that totality as well yan manasana manute which the mind cannot visualize but definitely when cleaned up it is that mind which becomes the instrument for that supreme to be revealed into here when they say mind they are talking about the entire internal equipment not just the mind as the technical term yan manasana manute that which can be tuned in but cannot grasp that supreme in our teacher satsang we were going through this example that for the mind to grasp something it has to have a prior experience like if i describe something to you you know something which is an orange in color uh, round uh, juicy what comes into your mind there there so many options but many of you chose to say that it is an orange so the teacher says what else it could be a persimmon it's also round it's also orange it's also juicy something which is of the size of you know finger and it's green round 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Indians call it lady's finger or okra. Or there's so many things that are green and that size. It can be beans, it can be French beans, it can be chilies, green chilies. Now I'm trying to describe these different attributes and you're finding me the name of it. If I give you a name, can you describe it to me? See, I'm giving you the form and you're identifying the name. If I give you the name, would you be able to describe that form to me? A water bottle. Can you describe it? You would be you said no, why describe? We'll show it to you. Right? There's so many there varieties. The plastic one, the packaged one, the steel one. Anything else? Glass. Okay, glass one. <laughs> so the varieties, the plastic. This is the water bottle. Pen. Can you describe? Yes, no. Okay. Straight went to black ink. You play, what do you call it? Charades? And there also you have these, like, you know, you read something, you have to describe it without saying it, without even miming it, you have to act it out you know a name you can visualize its form you know a form you can tag it with names how can you do it because you have had prior experience to it it's a very quick thing that happens it's not even that it takes so much time to process what is it that i'm holding in my hand Wow, I did not even finish my question. The phone answer just came out. Was it that difficult? No. Okay, let's try. Dama Daka Duchi. Have you ever tasted it? What happened, guys? You want me to repeat it? Damadaka Duchi. If you have not tasted it, half of your life is wasted. <laughs> now, I consider myself as a good cook, but I have not been able to reproduce Damadaka Duchi. What is the first thought that came in your mind as soon as you, as soon as you heard it? Sounds Japanese. What else came in your mind? <laughs> what was that? Chiri Chiri Bang Bang. Is it a movie or something? 
Okay. What else? What came in your mind? You didn't think it was real? And he just nullified me there. <laughs> what did you think? What? <laughs> huh? Okay. I give an expression to it. You thought it was a joke. Anybody else with a different thought? Damada Kaduchi. Whether it is real or not, I just created and put those words together. That which you have never experienced, can you visualize it? God Supreme. Do you have an experience of it? Can you visualize it? Whatever we visualize has been a concept that has been given to us, a conditioning that has been given to us. As long as we have a concept, as long as we have a conditioning of that divine, we would be trying out there to find things that can match that conditioning. To define the divinity. And the moment we are trying to fit in something into a conditioning that we have already developed, what are we trying to do? That which is infinite, we are pulling it down to finitude. By definition, what does infinite mean? That which does not have scope of any finitude whatsoever. Even if you take a small fragment of it, if you take something from infinite, what would remain in your hand? I am just giving you something to imagine. There is infinite and you grab something from it. What is in your hand? You cannot take finitude from infinite. Because what you pick from infinite, if it happens to be finitude, what does it presuppose? It only presupposes that that it was never infinite, it was finite only. And any conditioning or definition that our mind can develop or anybody's mind can develop will only defile but not define that divine. Now, what does purifying that mind mean? To drop all these concepts away. To experience that divine in your meditation, meaning all the conceptualization, all the processes have to be dropped. As long as we are holding to any concept, that concept in itself will be a block in experiencing.
And sometimes I find kids growing up here, for that matter, kids next generation, something that is, say I'm offering and, um, you, I don't like it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, did. When did you taste this before? I don't think I've ever tasted it. If you have never tasted it, if you have never experienced it, how did it become in your mind something that you don't like with that particular expression of yuck, you? If you have never experienced it, you have never come across it, but the moment you see it, you are having a preconceived notion. Does it allow you to experience even at a material level? We create our own blocks. As long as those blocks exist, can we experience, even at a material level, experiencing becomes difficult. Similarly, when you sit on the seat of meditation, what is that experience? That experience is a possibility only when all kinds of definitions are put aside. Therefore, various scriptures, including Dakshinamurti Stotram, the very first sentence says, how do you define that divinity then? How does a realized master define? Their definition is very simple. Mauna Vyakya Prakatita Parabrahma Tattvam. That, that experience is defined by them as eloquent silence. When you see something spectacular in front of you and you are experiencing it, doesn't your mind not just stop? You see a beautiful sunrise or you see a beautiful scenery or you see a flower with unusual brilliance and you see it, what happens? Why is it called a wow moment? Because there is no processing happening. It just stops. And that when it stops processing, what you experience is divine. If you continuously are processing it, it is being conditioned by what I think I should experience. So what does purifying mean? to drop all these different concepts. Yen manasana manute yenahur manomatam. Now once being purified, yes, at a very totality level, you can connect it for that total knowledge and wisdom. Or you can connect it to that which is beyond, that which is the support of this totality. This is the supreme substratum in itself. The choice will be yours because the equipment is at your disposal. That alone can be considered as the experience of supreme and everything else. Nedam 
yadidam upasate. Whatever else is sold in the name of practice, as long as it is a practice, as long as it is a process, as long as it is a thought or a conviction or a concept, we are that far away from the truth or reality. And what makes it complicated, what makes it difficult is not that spiritual path is difficult. Our inability to drop our own conceptualization makes it difficult. Have you seen Inception? All of you. As you go into different layers of your own dream world. There is a scope of being stuck. And I like it the way they end it. Like it is the, what do you call it? The totem is rotating. And we are left to imagine, is it going to fall or is it going to continue? Is it clear? Like, you know, do, do they show it clearly that it stops or it continues? It's like a, hanging in there. So in that inception, when they talk about different layers, how far is the dream from the waking? Am I getting across? Is the question clear? Do we all dream? Yes, no. When you are dreaming, how far is the waking world from you? That far is divinity or realization from this waking world. What prompts you from a dream world to waking world? A kick. That's what it is called in that movie, right? A kick. What's a kick? That which pushes you out of the dream world into the waking. They show it as a huge experience of something collapsing or you falling in water and then you wake up. Many of our dreams also happen like that, right? That you are running, you are being chased and you are desperate. You jump from this end to catch that branch. And it just misses by like, you know, few inches. Ah, you fall. From where? Your bed. And as you hit the floor, first thing you are checking. Where is the tree? Where is the branch? Then you realize, oh, that was a dream. This is my bed and I am fallen off of my bed. How far is the dreamer from the waker? Not far at all. Similarly, the waker is not that far away from his or her own true nature, which is divinity. What is blocking us? 
as much as in the dream the feeling that the dream is real is keeping me away what is keeping me away in from the waking world to my own divine state my own conceptualization my own conviction and to break these convictions we need strength courage and patience do we have that strength to break identify all these different layers of concepts now i take you back to my favorite movie what is that matrix morpheus is having his first training session with neo and neo is confused what is this this is a construct in this construct they follow the laws of physics or laws of nature pretty much the same but always remember that these laws can be broken bent or reviewed in a completely different perspective and then they go into this bout of jujutsu and there is one particular scene wherein he thinks he is out beating morpheus so he runs climbs up the wall almost the pole and flips and what does morpheus do turns around and smacks him down then he asks an important question he says do you think that i have a better technique or i am faster than you to beat you in this space and he still confused what are you asking maybe you are an expert maybe you have been here so many times in this construct that you have become an expert this is this air that you seem to be breathing is it even the air that you are actually breathing isn't it a concept that in my dream whatever i am doing is so real as long as i am holding on to it that it is real will i be able to wake up and who is holding on to that conviction that it may be real and to drop it you need firm conviction that it is not real Otherwise, if you drop it and you don't reach the other side, you lose that which is, and you don't reach to that which may be. You know the fear that can grip in. And how do you transcend that fear? Only through that courage, which is born out of understanding and clarity. Nedam yadidam upasati. anything else invoked as a conceptualization cannot and will not help to connect us to the core of our own being
which is the essential nature of being divine. With the stillness of your eyes and your head, the way you are glancing, I think today the topic went really serious. I think I'll pause. I'll give you time to think it over. If you have questions, ask. I know there's still about 12 minutes left. It's a scary look. I wish I can take a photo right now. You're like, Too much has been given. Hope you'll think more on it. If you have questions, come back and we will discuss on it. Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om.